नमस्ते वेलकम टू सच कॉन्वर्सेशन मैटर ंगलेशन Now uh, I met Dr. Nitishri Mishra in 2012 when I actually switched over from the IT industry and moved into the education industry. She was uh, one of my first mentors in the education industry, and it is because of her encouragement that I actually went forward and pursued masters in psychology. Dr. Nitishri Mishra is has. M- more than 25 years of experience in counseling students she has counseled more than 100000 students 1 lakh students all across the country in in thousands of schools she is actually set up schools she has worked with ngos she uh, regularly is an advisor on various uh, panels across the country both private and public organizations and uh, Dr. Itishri and I, when we used to travel all across India, uh, going to high schools, uh, counseling students, we used to have these long conversations during our uh, train journeys, during our taxi journeys, and uh, we would discuss about the behavior of students, behavior of educators, teachers, parents, and I wanted to bring some of those uh, conversations to you so that you understand what psychometrics are, how you should use them, where you should use them, how to identify the right one, and so on. So, without wasting any more time, hello, Doctor Yashi Mishra. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm good, Saurabh. How are you? All good, ma'am. All good, uh, ma'am. I would like to start this interview by asking you uh, how was your 2020? Because, well, it was uh, such a such a crazy year for all of us. Yeah, initially I was uh, more engaged with my doctors and. Uh, Lord, that's very because I had to adjust my duties. You know, you have to. There is no help. But yes, I did uh, quite a lot of research. Then our retail counseling was on, and also many people called up how to engage their kids, how to, I mean, suggest certain books so that we can engage our kids, or suggest certain uh, curriculum. Probably we can uh, actually uh, make at home and do it. So I was intellectually also engaged, and also I did uh, uh, devise one to to test because I had a lot of time to of my own. So and also I got engaged with painting or certain things like that, cooking, different cooking. That's that's very nice, ma'am. uh so ma'am before we begin the interview uh, i would just uh, you know if if given a chance to you uh, to summarize your amazing professional journey so far uh, you know everyone uh, all the listeners would uh, love to know that um, please please uh, ma'am just uh, tell us about your professional journey how has it been and uh, where are you right now and so on uh actually i was a science student i have done uh, bsc in zoology Then I shifted to psychology. You can say accidentally. I had no intention to do psychology, but after I had a chance to go back to even science. But when I studied psychology, I found it very interesting, and I was always being a science student, uh, very observant about people and their sensitivity towards society and doing something for the society was. Always there, so psychology I felt is uh, very interesting and uh, will give me a lot of, uh, I think, um, intellectual capacity to be deal with uh, people. So I continued it and uh, I did extremely well. Uh, and my two years journey in psychology was wonderful. And um, also, first time I got a gold medal, so it was a proud moment for me. Then I did my uh, uh, social psychology of education, uh, MPhil from JNU, and uh, it it was also very wonderful journey. But I quickly wind up. I mean, I was I think I was the only student probably who did uh, um, uh, along with the coursework. I also finished my thesis, so I was the quickest. Then. Uh, 
I was awaited for the results. Then I joined it again the PhD under Professor Virarajan, and I had a wonderful journey also. I did uh, actually. I always took challenges in research. I mean, when I was doing post graduation, I tried doing something on acoustic memory, which was a very new subject in that point of time. Then uh, in MPhil, I did uh, also. Education, clinical, neurological—I mixed up and I did my MPhil uh, thesis. And during PhD also, I did uh, social psychology aspect, then neurological aspect, and also I uh, devised many intervention program to uh, actually increase the academic performance of the students. so i worked very closely with the student not only the normal student also special kids who had brain damage person damage who met with an accident so i devised lot of things so it was a, again i want to tell you then um, since my uh, supervisor was like extremely intellectual and good so i was exposed to many many projects like i started with undp project Which is, uh, uh, I think, it was a action point uh, or it's action planning for Asia Pacific education. So that was my first uh, big project I joined in. Then I did uh, a drug abuse project where I wrote a book on uh, drug abuse also amongst children. So I, I think, I traveled whole part of Delhi to find out these uh, drug abuse children and. Uh, actually i was i i could see the real uh, society societal uh, you can say um, pressure on the children and uh, uh, i think the real problem of many families and dwellers so that was a good exposure then i did uh, many projects i did i did uh, in, with ncert also i did with teacher training then i did it with all uh, across india i did it uh, there is a um, ngo called pratan uh, along with them i did a survey on how ngo works in uh, india so that gave me lot of insight also that what are the real problems and how the ngo are dealing with it and how they can actually do wonderful work uh, beside what they are doing right so like that then i taught at delhi university for 3 years and that also was a very uh, wonderful journey that is applied psychology and uh, i actually got insight into that how statistics work and also then uh, there was a another breakthrough in my journey is uh, while doing phd you know i was going to a school nearby in jolapur so i analyzed nearly 1500 students who took bat test and um, i i was it was a very interesting data because i was always being a science student always interested in statistics analysis reasoning so i found that there are lot of lopsided data which throws uh, to bat because you know bat is a american based test and uh, i mean uh, basically i found lot of lopsided results in as far as language and space goes into and mathematics definitely there were lot of practice effects uh, there were lot of things i could see the data so that was the insight which gave me later on uh, to work on the psychometry test so we had a lot of discussion uh, with my teachers with colleagues with also i met all the children that was the beauty of that uh, data because the data i took in i interact with them i could see them uh, how their uh, career progressing and how they doing and uh, i got lot of insight in that then after the after teaching in delhi university for three years i took a break then i started my career with a good education company um then uh, actually i uh, in 2000 first i devised one test uh, um, along with my uh, uh, supervisor my guide my mentor 
professor Vira Raghavan. Uh, the first aptitude test we devised, and it was across the country. It was the reliability, standardization, everything happened, and it gave me a lot of insight while devising the test. Then that test didn't have any job analysis. So later on, when I started doing the uh, aptitude test, I thought if he actually wants to predict certain things. As a psychologist, job analysis is a requirement. So I was also fortunate that uh, I had uh, um, there was a team who used to interact with young, uh, uh, you can say, prodigy, and uh, also the veterans. Like uh, through that, uh, I could I had an opportunity to know Vishal Singh Devi, Kushwant Singh, and the uh, even the best advertiser and like a lot of lot of people and that organization were also full of engineers full of management people uh, full of educationists because teachers were there everything was there so i had a good opportunity to analyze interview people actually know them well know them very closely so i could there were a lot of literature available in the books and in the internet also, but uh, comparing them or reasoning them uh, with the real uh, people, um, I, I feel I was fortunate to get those opportunity, and uh, I did a lot of job analysis. So what I did is then uh, test is there, job analysis is there, then with help of technologists. We devised a process where it can throw that what are the aptitude requirement for the best successful career one one will take on. Like uh, I will give you an example. If if uh, I if somebody I want to suggest that um, we do extremely well uh, in a mechanical career, probably the knowing the machine having interest in the machine, understanding and predicting the dysfunctional machine would give you more insight and make you more, uh, I mean, motivated to learn those machines. So mechanical abstraction, I mean, reasoning out how can they do space, the three-dimensional three thinking, like that are a requirement for a uh, mechanical engineer like that um, and also through the literature and a lot of research i could understand that also there is a not only to be successful in the in career the aptitude is a requirement also the personality is a requirement because if you learn you have to perform one day and you have to perform uh, in, a, in a group or with a company or with a machine or anything like so that's why I thought uh, then also, uh, then what we did is we linked the job requirement with aptitude and personality and started predicting the career. So that was the way, I mean, um, we devised the test, did the job analysis and uh, reasoning out a lot of things and reached the predictability. Now, definitely in the last 20 years, I have come across uh, more than a large students individually interacted. That is also beauty. And also, I have not only done with Assam Valley School in the East, I mean, furthest East, you can say, and also some school in Kerala, some Jammu, Mumbai, Gujarat, any, any state you uh, name. I have visited those states. Not only I have interacted with only the elite group, I have in the premier school, I have also interacted a lot of children in government school and also very interior village schools. So that gave me, I mean, I was lucky to have those opportunity to interact with the kids with a different uh, strata. You can say socioeconomic strata, you can say privilege strata, you can say opportunity, education opportunity strata. And also I could see, and also I am, since I have a 
tendency to research more. So I always started researching each and everybody to see that how actually they're learning, how the attitude is helping, how the personality is helping. So I could gather all the data and started analyzing all of them. So that's how I is my journey. Now, after uh, then, after uh, serving the education company for 10 years, I, um, I thought I will do something of my own. Then, although in the, in the uh, you can say in the initial phase of my entrepreneurship was a little bit roller coaster type, but somehow now I have reached and I have started my own company. And I don't rush into things, uh, but um, probably uh, my vision is to reach each and every child who needs, who requires, uh, or who needs help and who require help. It's not uh, the metro or kids, maybe an interior village kids. Maybe, you know, when I visited uh, uh, Kashmir, that was so Fulbama. I visited the government uh, uh, school. Uh, the one thing I, I realized in my life is children are same wherever you go. Their aptitude may differ, but their intention to do something is equal. And they're equally motivated, but they need little push probably. And also the, the key things I have realized is, although people talk about passion, one needs to be passionate about things, one needs to be interested in, but unfortunately, in my professional journey, what I have seen is interest is really floating. You just give little bit information about any career. The children will sift their interest, I mean, within five days. They get influenced. You know, interest is totally influential. I mean, a expert influence them, parents influence them, teachers influence them. Some role model they of their own they find out and they get influenced by that. Very few children, I'm not saying all of them, very few percentage, maybe 0.5%. They know what uh, what is their interest and they prepare for that interest from the beginning and they stick to it. I have found two, three kids who wanted to be a mechanical engineer when they were in class three and they reached also to IIT and do mechanical engineering. Those kids are very rare or wanted to become a chef and want to have a hotel in Dubai. There are two children I found that they have done. So thing is that there are few, few children. And rest of the people, as you know, I mean, you are being an engineer that 80% of the engineers do something else, not engineer. So it is a lifelong journey, but uh, in my experience, psychometry test gives you not only the professional lot of insight, and also if it is communicated uh, unbiasedly, withholding the subjectivity, then also it influences the kids and influences the parents also. Thank you, ma'am. And that is that is what my next question was. And thank you so much <laughs> that you started on your own. <laughs> so that's such an amazing, uh, uh, you know, journey, professional journey. And uh, it, it clearly shows that you you have a, you know, a scientist's mind in, in, uh, in your body and uh, which is, you know, going to go after data, uh, going to learn from uh, different experiences, convert it uh, into some sort of uh, an experiment. And then, you know, uh, with the help of uh, doing a lot of research, you come up to uh, different results. So, ma'am, um, you, Professor Veera Raghavan, uh, you have been uh, some of the pioneers in, in the Indian education industry for uh, psychometric assessments. Now, uh, you know, you and you've described psychometric assessments so beautifully. So, 
why uh, my next question is ma'am there are so many psychometric assessments out there and everyone uh, kind of claims to have similar results they have different theories you know ultimately because uh, nobody really knows the human brain completely so everyone has their own theory um about uh, what what the brain should be like and what it uh, how it behaves and so on how does a parent decide today that which psychometric assessment to go for uh, i'm why i'm asking this is because uh, i've worked with you i've learned about psychometrics uh, from you but at the same time just a few days ago somebody approached me on linkedin uh, uh, you know uh, an american uh, professional and he conducts the uh, highland ability test all right so which is supposed to be a very good test again so i have nothing against that but then how do parents decide what to go for which test to go for yeah you know uh, uh, as you said that brain is also mysterious mm. and i believe also learning uh, do not also happens i mean do not uh, go for a like al- algorithm it doesn't uh, actually uh, do that so thing is that uh, as far as brain is mysterious also psychology is a mysterious you know it's a study of behavior okay but uh, one thing uh, i know and psychology is a very new age subject maybe 200 year old it's not a very old uh, science you can say but only thing is that um, while choosing psychometric tests it's no psychometric test throw bad result or uh, like uh, you say that um, people say it doesn't suits me or it's showing a showing a bad result it is not a result it's 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 just giving me insight how you behave in a certain way okay. or how you you learn in a certain way. it's nothing to bad or good anything is to choose psychometry also uh, one need to know where it is standardized how it is it is a culture biased test or not if it is a culture biased test then there will there will be many doubts while also uh, answering those question um, written for that uh, to know certain behavior okay that is one one is that if it is devised and standardized in india that is definitely a test test that is number one one need to check i'm not saying uh, the western tests are bad tests but it might throw a lopsided result sometimes because if it is not a culture free test okay that is one second is if it is not standardized probably our children fall in the normal probability fall in certain uh, above average uh, children might fall below average sometimes in in certain aspect for example language aspect and other things uh, like i have seen that and some mathematical arithmetical aptitude all those i mean there is a differential thing happens i mean if it is a western test it gives you different results and if it is a indian test that gives you different results and how it is standardized it is across the age group across the class education because you know we are educated different way our if you know that we always say that everybody is born with certain aptitude and it reflects and also it get uh, actually it depends on uh, the kind of exposure a child gets in 6 year of age so our environment our influence a totally different than the western one so in some aptitude they may be very good and their standard may be different our standard may be ultimately it is one when you are predicting career one needs to work with the age group or the education level right so ma'am it may be 
may be one, two or senior or something like that. Right. So it's, it, it's better to choose a test which is uh, devised and standardized in India. So ma'am, what, what about uh, those parents who come from uh, areas where they have no knowledge about this because this is uh, as you said you know psychology itself is is uh, not a very old science and then psychometrics are even uh, even newer in that in that sense maybe around 70 odd years old uh, that's about it so uh, you know when uh, let's say parents coming from nepal and there are no psychometric assessments uh, which are you know culturally based on the nepalese culture uh, and within nepal also you have different cultures you know uh, east nepal is very different from west and northern nepal is very different from southern nepal so uh, how do those parents decide if they want to get some guidance uh, but there is no nepali uh, cultural based uh, standardized test uh, what kind of test should they go for one is that they have to see that who are the experts you know we say that if you look at the thermometer take an example of thermometer they have what the scientists have devised it it also measure in the same way when you are in the zero degree environment and also 50 degree environment. So it depends on who are the expert. Interpretation of the test is again a very, very crucial thing to predict career. For example, if some child takes my test, and she's from Nepal or studied in Dubai. Although it has been uh, actually fortunately uh, standardized in my uh, many Nepal, Nepal, Dubai people studying in Dubai. And if they are from CBC school, there is, I mean, nothing to be worried because education level standardization. But if it is from the state board of Nepal or something, they should see who are the people behind the test. They're experienced or not. How many years they are dealing with kids. You know, it is like taking your newborn and uh, I mean, putting to a caretaker without knowing the caretaker. You're absolutely right, ma'am. In fact, I keep telling this. Uh, in in 2018, we we were we applied for a tender with the you know National Skills Commission of India, and uh, uh, you know it was about uh, engineering students, engineering schools all across the country. And I met a lot of uh, you know different companies uh, from Delhi, Mumbai, etc., who were also there. Their perception, so all, they had uh, certain inventories with them, although I did not really you know go into details about the standardization, validity, and reliability studies that they did. But their perception of the psychometric assessment, or maybe it was just their sales pitch, was this, that you take the psychometric assessment and, you you know, everything will be solved. And I clearly told them it doesn't work like that. So if you have a blood test, you do your blood test, if, until and unless the doctor sees that blood test and interprets the blood test, that blood test is useless for you. Yeah. So psychometric is, is the same way, unless and until you have a psychometrician or a career expert who has understood how the psychometric assessment results work, you will not be able to get the right kind of guidance. So, ma'am, this also throws us uh, throws another question into our picture. How does one uh, become a career expert and understands these things uh, accurately and guide uh, children better? Yeah, one thing um, I, I I always feel bad because uh, in India you don't have licensing system. God knows when it will come because when there is a licensing system, then there is a standardization process also. But internationally, people uh, who have done psychology, PhD, or post graduation in psychology, or the people who have done human resource it is specialization are the people who are eligible to become a career expert after that they require training definitely uh, because they have to have a practical training uh, to get into uh, i mean actually interacting with the uh, it's exactly why uh, always uh, and nowadays, uh, you know, even if you get into a job, 
after five years, probably nobody will entertain any candidate without psychometry. Because uh, companies, government, everybody wants that uh, innovation to happen. They are very aware of safety, security of their company. They also want the people who can gel with their environment well. And it is it is a least expectation, I feel. It's nothing bad about it. I mean, if I'm not suited to a company, it, it is not only loss for uh, company, it is a loss for me also. I, I go to the company and I waste my time. You're absolutely right, ma'am. I, I I actually had an observation to share over here. Uh, so, you know, uh, as part of my previous uh, venture uh, called the Happy Career Project, uh, which we have dissolved recently, the company, um, what we did was we uh, were dealing with a lot of young professionals. So what uh, we wanted was an internationally recognized uh, assessment, which we got from a very, very big consultancy company. It's called CEB Gartner. It's, it's, Gartner is actually one of the biggest HR consultancies in the world. So... My entire question when I was talking to the experts at CEB Gardner uh, in their office in Gurgaon was this only. I mean, I said, so CEB Gardner is, uh, you know, has designed this test. It's wonderful. It has been taken by thousands and thousands of employees across India, across companies like Infosys and Reliance and all these big companies. But then this test was not designed in India. So what you're trying to basically tell people is that a test which was designed primarily in the UK and in the US is suited to the corporate culture over there. Is it really suited to the corporate culture of India? Or do you want the corporate culture of India to be just as same as the Western culture? Because I don't think that is a great possibility or practical solution. And they, they never really talked about it. They said, see, I, we understand your uh, question. But the thing is, when we go to companies like Accenture, Infosys, TCS, when they when they take, uh, you know, 200,000 tests from us and they give it to all the potential uh, applicants, uh, their results have been good. So, uh, you know, the student, uh, the, the applicants, uh, the future employees who come in, their results have been good. So, uh, so far, we have not really, you know, received any kind of criticism from them. And then I realized maybe it is not about the test itself. Maybe it is about the recruitment process where in the HR uh, recruiters of the company want to have an inventory for the sake of having an inventory while hiring somebody. Yeah, that is one part. And also how I mean, you reduce the I mean, number of candidates. So many, unfortunately, many of the people take psychometry as one of the device or tools to actually reject people. Uh, without thinking that it's not a device to reject people, but to know people. And also, I mean, uh, I always believe that TCS or Infosys, A, B, C, whoever there, they have their own culture their company culture. They should rather devise their own test to see that a person coming in that company will thrive in that company or not. You know, I mean, always uh, there is a question uh, comes in my mind and several minds saying that a lot of unemployed and a lot of people you have to absorb and uh, you have uh, you don't have luxury of time to go through all these tests. I feel that every individual who is seeking for uh, getting into a company or something should ask for it. And since uh, thanks to the technology, they can always take that home and come in. And it gives a lot of insight to the interviewer. It's not about wasting time or a lot of time is a requirement. It's about you have screened the people and you know who are closely, I mean, associating with your company culture, then it becomes, and also it's not a, I mean, you can say that uh, not only recruitment process become easier, sustainability of that employee, contribution of that employee, anything, I mean, less trouble in that company because they fit into the culture will be more more higher 
and also and many a times you know people say that uh, they actually decide that they want to join abc company that is their main goals in life okay without knowing that what is their personality they will be fitting or not so that also solves lot of problem i mean uh, stress will be reduced environment will be positive output will go high many things happens although i mean i i always feel i always give example of tards you know they they have a certain recruitment policy for the employment and you know in adverse situation how taj mumbai behave so that is a result of their recruitment policy whom they are recruiting to and if you are recruiting the people who are closely associated with your environment training also becomes very effective so ma'am what you're saying is psychometric assessments are essentially a very effective tool to understand an applicant or a student but it has to be handled and interpreted by an expert somebody having a lot of experience in understanding the test itself and uh, making sure that the test is also uh, not culturally biased or unbiased uh, for that matter you know it should uh, reflect the culture of the company or the career or the uh, country that you're coming from yes that is one second is that many um, western test has been adapted in indian context context you know they said that it is adapted in indian context or indian culture so i i know in my in my journey i have a 20 years of experience there are a lot of abc company had approached me that we have a test you just modify it <laughs> i bluntly refused them i said i cannot modify a test the test is done by somebody else okay and there how i know their thought processes if you write those thought processes and give it to me probably i'll be able to adapt that i cannot revise the same thing which is already happened it is waste of time the kind of uh, effort you put in just adapting those western tales you can as well devise one test and give it to your employee or the student or anybody else and that is so accurate ma'am so you know psychometric assessments they became really popular i think uh, in the early 2000s and you were part of that uh, movement um yeah. but then a lot of uh, different education companies test prep companies uh, they claim to have psychometric assessments but they're not really psychometric assessments uh, you know they will uh, they will send uh, they will sell some test for very very cheap uh, so that you know uh, it doesn't pinch somebody's pocket and ultimately that test will maybe give out results which are favorable for their own business you know for example if there is an engineering test prep company or a medical test prep company they will just create a 100 rupee test and sell it to schools the schools are also happy because they are thinking okay fine we have done our psychometric test we are modern schools now so and the companies ultimately will get a lot of students even if they are not fit for science even if they do not want to be or should be engineers or doctors they will still get those admissions in their test prep companies so it's it's a business uh, solution for them nobody really thinks about what you actually are doing for the kids how how do we uh, check that such things do not happen again and again because you and i both know we have worked in the school systems in india all, across the country and the same things happen across the country how do we make sure that these things do not happen again and again yeah unfortunately many people have spoiled the market you can say i call it market because you said that so it's not that every test prep uh, do not believe in uh, good psychometry test but since everybody has uh, adapted certain test even from internet they have just copy pasted and given to the student and many people also very honest about it that we we have come to select you for certain course so we will see that 
we are fit for it or not. We have our own attitude and there is also one difference one uh, needs to understand. When a test prep goes uh, for an aptitude test, one need to ask for it is a psychometry test or a aptitude test for being, I mean, for a certain course which they will be teaching to the student. Meaning that prep, maybe entrance prep or the course or curriculum test. Okay. So that one need to differentiate. That is one. Because psychometry tests are not the aptitude test given by the test prep. Second, copy pasting from internet or adapting from western uh, test. See, actually, you know, there is, uh, uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, if you look at uh, parents also are least bothered. Even uh, there are certain people, they're not interested uh, in students. Because, you know, schools, uh, if you basically look at the school, they are not supposed to help the student to decide on the career. It's an extra burden on them in very fact. So their uh, main uh, purpose of school is to engage kids to learn maximum uh, education. And also, many people also, I mean, I don't think it is a wrong system because we have also come from that system really and doing well in life. So it's like many school also emphasize on how many people got 90 plus or 95 plus or everybody is passed. All those are there. But career, they're not supposed to do also. It is the system or the policy maker who needs to actually give an insight to the school management or maybe the CBC system that it is a journey that needs to be begin at ninth standard. So that, and also they get exposed to certain things because you know, if you and me, you know that everybody cannot be extremely good in academics. That doesn't mean they will not have a successful career or the best career or they may not earn good. They might earn a lot of more, much more money than the people who are toppers. Okay. So everybody are born with certain capability or potential. So which can be actually is seen as early as sixth standard. And as you know, it get concretized in ninth standard. So if you actually school help the kids to think about uh, the career, then probably half of their struggle will also go. Because if they screen out the children and motivate them for the career goals and certain things, so stream choice will not be a problem. Subject, you know, I have seen after the counseling, many students, many students from 75% have reached 95%. Mm. Because the motivation and goals, goals are clearer, yes. the child gets motivated, put action points. The teachers and parents need not struggle there. And that is so valuable. You know, there's such a valuable insight. And most of the parents and teachers, probably they understand it. But because the system is such, you know, uh, there are so many external influences that, that you do not get involved in psychometrics. Uh, Ma'am, when the NEP 2020 came out, actually, I mean, I was studying the NEP 2019 draft also. And, uh, you know, then a couple of months later, the NEP 2020 came out. I was very uh, disappointed when I did not see any concrete methodology mentioned in the draft where, yes, they mentioned now students can take subjects, uh, any subject they want, uh, multidisciplinary and all that. But then again, okay, fine, you're giving the choice to the student. But how does the student choose? The student does not have information which is scientific in nature, which can tell the student that this subject might be beneficial for me rather than the other subject, right? And there was no structured methodology mentioned in the NEP, something like a psychometric assessment. Although CBSE has tried, uh, you know, making many versions of psychometric assessments and most of them have failed. But, uh, you know, there was no structured methodology. And that is so disappointing because NEP 2020 is supposed to, uh, you know, educate students, our students, so that uh, we can create India as uh, the biggest economy in the world or as the propaganda says. So uh, what suggestion would you like to give 
the the policy makers behind NEP 2020 as to what kind of methodology should be there. Should it start from sixth? They're starting coding from sixth. What else should start from sixth? I I always believe uh, that um, I don't criticize any system. Okay? I think that something is getting done. At least some changes are coming in. But I was very disappointed, thinking that now the owners also to choose subject and vocation is on the thirteen-year-old kid. Exactly. You know, and many parents also think that they don't. I don't want to stress my child. Whatever the child wants to do, let him or let her do. Does it happen like that? How can you be so independent? Because they are also scared the child should not blame me. And do you think little bit stress should not be there? That should be little bit stress. Otherwise, this child will go anywhere. And also, parents think that no, no. If I say something, there will be stress. Can you remain stressful throughout your life? There will be some stress. They also learn to how to adapt them, how to work in a pressurized situation. That was my disappointment. Again, the poor teacher. They have hundred things to deal with. They are put in that also. They will. They have to. The school has to help the kid to to choose the vocation and stream and this and that. And uh, they have to deal with parental aspiration. They have to deal with children aspiration. And that is disappointed me. I mean, if you want to really prepare the kids to choose the vocation, started third standard. Give them little little vocation from there. I mean, from uh, from third third standard, so that they get exposed to. Besides their academic curriculum, and through many vocational teaching also, academic curriculum can happen. And also giving the child liberty to do anything till sixth standard. Those are missing points. Which probably uh, we can help uh, in our own way, and also if uh, I feel that I feel concerned, but there's no point uh, feeling concerned. But we will try to influence. Maybe I always feel that if I can influence ten people, those ten people will influence hundred. So those ten, I will definitely uh, try to help, and the school uh, who will. the leading our help will be definitely go and help them because you know whenever i go i i because in my previous company also i have uh, seen how the school start from the scratch and reach to 3000 students and i have gone through all the pain recruitment teacher other staff to child children and parent recruitment These are all recruitment happens in this school. They actually recruited, you know, they recruited to your uh, uh, philosophy, to your school, your management, your intention, you know. So and they also go along with you. So that I have seen. So what I feel that uh, the school who will be leading us definitely will help. But yes. i feel that even uh, we should influence certain experts to develop more insight in the psychometric test hmm. so that's looking at the looking at the test they should know which test work in what way you you're so right ma'am but then Uh, and with your vast experience uh, and you know so many people you know in ncert in cbse um have you seen a movement uh, towards this kind of a you know recruitment of experts or maybe consultation uh, of experts uh, from psychology background from psychometrics background from uh, you know uh, people who have actually had decades of experience in in such fields uh, while uh, policy making have you seen that happen 
uh, that uh, you know that provision is definitely there. I mean, expert do come are invited. Um, only what I feel, for example, I shifted to uh, corporate. I don't go back to academics. I get busy. I blame myself also. So probably it is a sign that uh, we should also, who have studied from the great uh, teachers, like I have studied, uh, I mean, I have learned maximum thing, uh, statistics from Professor Joshi, Professor Sen, who is no more. I mean, Professor Gruta, I have read those books, and Professor Biral Agman. So well, it is our time, and they, they, they were givers. They always believe in giving. Mm. For example, if I look at my generation, we always acquire knowledge probably. We haven't given much. You're right. So probably that is one. Second, uh, always there is a provision of experts coming in. Probably we have to find uh, the time and also we have to probably create a, a group who can actually get into it. and. Uh, I think the advisory group in NEP or something, I have great respect from them. I know some people who are really great. But many things, you know, when it starts, when you get actually um, replicated in the environment, you get the, that feedback mechanism is not there. Very poor in India. So, so if that feedback works, that feedback works that how it is not working or something is working and it gets rebuilt quickly. You know, in corporate, why corporate are very successful? Because they work on the feedback and they quickly revamp it. So if it happens, then probably NEP will work. Ma'am. Thank you so much for those insights because you pointed out certain things which, uh, yeah, you know, are supposed to be said and uh, not enough people are saying it. So, um, ma'am, one last question. Actually, I wanted to talk from the parents' perspective. Now, I'm, I'm uh, currently I have around forty-five uh, students that I'm mentoring, uh, you know, for their future, etc. And I deal with the parents uh, on a regular basis. Um, so, you know, I, I've seen all kinds of parents, parents who are. Uh, uh, who would just, you know, uh, hire us and uh, get us there and say, now my child is in your hands, you know, please take <laughs> care of it. Then there are parents who are helicopter parents who are sitting in every meeting with the child, seeing what is going on. And then there are parents in the middle, uh, you know, so all extremes we have seen. Now, a lot of these times, different parents have their own aspirations, which you also just actually mentioned a little time ago. They have their own aspirations, which kind of overpower the aspirations of the child also sometimes. What message would you like to give to the parents, ma'am? You know, um, I always, um, I do a lot of parenting sessions also. I understand their pain and being... Uh, I'm also a parent, so I know the kind of journey you get into when your child is an adolescent is very painful. Because, uh, you know, you never learn how to parent a child. Through your experience, you just cope up. You try to cope up. If something happens, and if you're smart enough, then you start coping up those. Having aspiration is not bad, actually. I mean, if I will not have aspiration for my kid, I cannot have aspiration from neighborhood kids, right? But only thing is that if when actions are going on and you feel that your child is not able to cope up, then probably switching the aspiration is a good coping uh, strategy rather than sticking to it. Second is, you have to check from where the aspiration comes from. And also, for example, I said that I gave the coaching, I gave every facilities, money and everything, time. But my child didn't do it. But there was one thing you have to remember, there was always a second part. And also, no money, no teacher. It, these are all myths, you know. No teacher, not the best curriculum, 
make your child successful. It's the child who will make it. So it doesn't hurt much to know the potential of the child. Yes. You know, you as a mentor, you have an intention to help every kid. Nobody is your enemy. Then you will be the person who will be the most happiest person if every one of your class becomes successful. But you know it is a relative terms. Many become successful, many blossom later. No learning is waste. They blossom later. Same discipline, something they learn, it will reflect when they will work. It may not be one entrance or one curriculum, but it will definitely help. That kind of that helicopter parents or sitting on you must be reduced. And trusting the kid. Always I request parents to take decision with the kids. Sometimes kids also misbehave, but it's okay. At least when they misbehave, you know what kind of problem they are getting in. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So, I always uh, believe, Saurav, if psychometry, they said that, no, I want to make my child engineer. But if your psychometry, if she suddenly thinks that, no, he'll be best management person, then I'll be nowhere. I always tell it might happen. Mm -hmm might happen but at least you know where your child needs to focus on and you and me i know the best teachers sometimes help the kids to such an extent and their intuition are so great they teach the question which comes in the entrance and the child or student gets into that course and also many times parents come back to me and say that my child wants to drop out. Then I sit with the child, help the kids to carry on and finish the course. Then suggest the career where he can or she can do better. You know, so aspiration, another thing is that uh, many student aspiration, you know, Always parents and teachers come in and say that students aspire for money. Yes. They said, we want to get into career where crores of money can earn. I said, nothing wrong in that. But you have to check certain things, definitely. It is a kind of, uh, the, the child or the student is actually aspiring for money, money and working towards that or not. And you have to speak also how to reach that level. Rather than saying, don't uh, say that you will be earning 10 crores. It's not feasible. It is feasible. But action points needs to be drawn. So, ma'am, those are so, uh, you know, very, very beneficial words, which I think a lot of parents and uh, both uh, parents and students need to uh, listen to as well. Ma'am, I remember when you were uh, mentoring me uh, to be a counselor and, uh, you know, it is just because of your encouragement only that I actually did the master's in psychology um, and it was a wonderful experience. Um, you had told me once that, Saurabh, I, I recommend different careers and I remember, you know, in, in Map My Talent, uh, we would, uh, uh, you know, choose from 140 different careers to recommend to uh, students based on our assessments. And you had once told me, I, I think I asked you this question, ma'am, why don't you give teacher as a career to a lot of students? And you told me in a very, in a very, uh, very, very, you know, something I can, I still remember actually that dialogue that you <laughs> said, you said, see, a, 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 you know, a doctor, if a bad doctor is there, he will uh, probably hurt, uh, you know, tens of people or maybe hundreds of people. If, if there is a bad engineer, he will probably hurt thousands of people by building bad bridges and buildings and whatnot. But if there is a bad teacher, then that bad teacher will affect generations of students. Ma'am, now I want to ask you a question. If you want to recommend uh, 
what kind of career advice should be given to students who want to become or should become psychometricians in the future people like yourself what career advice would you give them yeah well, only thing is that you know uh, one is definitely to understand uh, the statistics the data you know you need to i mean uh, i have seen lot of uh, psychologists who do you know you do human resource yeah you need to do psychology but you need to understand data looking at the data it should throw back certain interpretation to you you know i mean those kind of insight reasoning abstraction needs to be there and when you are studying psychology or human resource statistic you need to choose because you know in in uh, nowadays in my department also gives you a lot of option to choose if you want to really want to become a good psychologist you are uh, you want to do research you understand you need to understand human being more closely data you need to understand another uh, one needs to focus on also nowadays we have option not to study research methodology rm paper you can you may not choose i think these are the two things you must study and study thoroughly third thing is that if you have a practical training uh, process that is the best course to become a even a psychologist a therapist or a career guidance expert anything because you have to interact with actual reality so more kind of opportunity you get to get exposed to the people then you are there so every time we used to do a, a practical for our student i used to visit hospital schools industry to get the real data and give it in the practical because many a times we give the data to interpret they may not conduct the instrument so thing is that more one is that you are studying one thing is your understanding just studying and remembering and then getting marks will not give you insight when you actually in uh, replicate those in real time then you get those experience then you become a good psychologist or psychometrician and devising test require experience <laughs> wow that is amazing so there you have it all all the uh, future psychometricians and we need a lot of them in india uh, you need to be strong with data statistics and you need to have the love for practical research going out there in the field understanding and not just learning right ma'am and also honesty honesty and you own the responsibility and honesty you know many a times you know psychometry fails also but you need to have that insight to interpret in front of the student and honestly say it is not working for you you need to go through you if you remember i used to ask for many students to repeat the test ma'am this has been such a wonderful conversation with you thank you so much for taking out the time for doing this and uh, just one uh, before we leave i would like to give uh, like you to actually give a one liner for the world so that you know it becomes a better place one sentence that you feel can make the world a better place trusting each other and helping each other perfect 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 and i think that is the need of the hour for the entire world not only india well thank you so much uh, dr idrishi mishra uh, for being here and uh, you know gracing us with your presence thank you so much ma'am it's always a pleasure interacting with you thank you thank you sir
Thank you for listening to this episode of Such Conversations Matter. Please share this episode with your friends who you think will benefit from this conversation too. Please like this episode, subscribe to and follow our channel on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram and all major podcast platforms. We would love to hear your comments and feedback. If you think such conversations are important and should continue, then please consider donating. You could treat me to a coffee or an expensive dessert. Take care and keep thinking of the future we should have.